Hi everyone. In this, the first ever episode of the Journey with Jared podcast, I have Steve Simons on. We talk being competitive, big goals and why we're afraid of telling people, navigating through jobs, deciding what to do after high school, and we discuss our relationships with ourselves. I hope you enjoy. Hi everyone, I'm Jared Salkin and this is episode one of The Journey with Jared. And today we have Steve Simons here with us. Hey Jared, uh, thanks for having me. My name's Steve. Uh, really looking forward to, to getting together and having a good chat. I think this is a, a podcast you and I have talked uh, about for a long time. Well now, yeah. Basically just something that we wanted to see in a podcast that we thought should be out there, yeah. uh, but isn't. So I, I'm happy to, to help you in your new project. And yeah. You know, if you just eventually got to scratch your own itch if it's not, uh, if it's not already out there. <laughs> yeah. So here we are. Yeah. Um, for a little bit of background, I mean, Steve and I, we've worked uh, together for, what, about six months now? Uh, up until really very recently. When would you have started? Probably about, uh, you started with Noble about almost a year ago. Oh, wow. Okay. Um, so it's been quite a long time. Cool. But, uh, Still not that long, but yeah. <laughs> no, it's uh, we developed a bit of a friendship, I think, and definitely. Uh, but I think it'll be really cool to go into some things that we haven't necessarily talked about. So yeah, absolutely. Um, yeah, no, I'd really love to start off with just your origin story. So For a little sure. bit about yourself, uh, what you're currently doing now, and yeah. any background information. Yeah. So uh, my name's Steve. I'm 25. Uh, I guess I would be. A millennial, I guess I'm a younger millennial, Gen Z, whatever you want to call it. And I'm originally from Winnipeg, Manitoba. Lived out in, uh, after college, I took business. Didn't, uh, didn't, <laughs> didn't learn a ton in business school. To be honest, I just went there to, to play soccer and have a good time and meet a bunch of people. And <laughs> yeah, that I accomplished. So got my money's worth there. Um, but after college, I moved out to Tofino and Vancouver. Learned how to surf. I was watching a, I was watching a Red Bull surfing video in accounting okay. class, yes. and I was bored out of my mind. <laughs> so I thought I don't never want to be an accountant. So I decided to move out west and learn how to surf, and eventually that brought me to Calgary, where I got into tech and into sales, and uh, eventually met you, and you know had a had a great time working with you at Noble, and and here we are. So it's cool where where things take you, and. I never thought I'd be filming a podcast uh, here with you, <laughs> yeah. but uh, here we are. Um, cool. Also, um, for everyone, I'm not drinking a beer. <laughs> yeah. I'm getting a lot of looks uh, while I was walking in. Uh, this is a cold brew coffee, so shout out Luke's cold brew coffee. I'm not going to lie. I stared at it for probably a good 30 seconds oh, yeah. when I first brought it over. And <laughs> I got some looks. Like, it's yeah. early in the day. People yeah. are like, dude, it's like it's a Tuesday. What are you doing? Monday, yeah. rather. Yeah. Um, I'd love to back up even a little bit more and just yeah. uh, tell us about what kind of kid you were um, yeah. growing up, uh, things that you liked, interests, stuff like that. Yeah, definitely. So um, I am the younger brother, um, so the baby of the family, with my brother and my sister and my two parents. And it's my brother Stu is 12 years older than me. Uh, my sister is 10 years older than me, Laura. So basically, it was like I had four parents. But uh, <laughs> I think <laughs> being the younger kid, if anyone can relate, is that really made me competitive, and I, especially with sports. So. At a young age, my brother was ripping slap shots at me in the driveway, uh, <laughs> playing road hockey, 
um, playing a ton of sports, looking up to him, and then my sister's great influence. Um, you know, she got me into sports as well, but she uh, was even my soccer coach, and she taught me a lot of a lot of cool stuff. And although sometimes she's like a third parent, uh, we're definitely super close. So really cool. Yeah. Have you? Do you find that you've carried that competitiveness into your life now? Now that you've moved away from them? Definitely. Yeah. 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 And I'd be interested to hear too. Do you think that's a good thing? Before I get into it, <laughs> yeah, being competitive. Um, I think that it is a huge thing, actually. Yeah. Um, and it's it's really funny for me because in my family it was always a negative thing, and I'll always yeah. remember like very young, actually, um, my mom not liking one of our cousin's boyfriends because he was too competitive in games. <laughs> <laughs> so just ruins family events. Yeah, it was it was yeah. really a funny thing where it was really almost a full on just negative and yeah. me just kind of going off on my own and being like, no, I want to be, I'm competitive. Like yeah. I'm going to be competitive. <laughs> um, but I think that it's, it's super helpful as long as you don't let it get out of control. Yeah. You know, um, and Double what, sword. I, yeah, what I would say for that is letting it get out of control is more about, um, your reaction to the result as opposed to the competitiveness itself. Hmm. Right. What do you mean by that? Um, being able to, accept that loss if you yeah. do lose right um or not having it affect you for a week or a month or yeah. you know even well depending what it is but sometimes even a day whether it's positive or negative you know either yeah um riding that super high thinking you're you know the best thing in the whole world or like yeah. um coming up with excuses or you know i'm not good enough something like that um you know because it is because you know, of the outcome. So, yeah. you know, I think it's not necessarily about the competitiveness itself, but more of how you handle that outcome. Yeah, that's so true. And, and I think too, for like, I know my kids for sure are going to be in sports and that's not even because I want them to be an athlete per se. I think sports are a great tool because it allows people to learn how to lose and it allows people to learn how to win and to be good at both. Um, not to be good at both, but you need to be able to handle both. For sure. I think those are great life skills that uh, that you get in sports that you don't get anywhere else. For sure, yeah. no, I, I completely agree. Yeah. Um, what about your dream job as a kid? Dream job as a kid? Yeah, when you were little and you know it. Okay, well, I'm still going to the <laughs> NHL, so yeah, okay. any NHL scouts out there? Yeah. Uh, you know, I haven't laced them up in uh, about a year, but I'm ready to, to go to the Flames or the Oilers. If you need me, so. <laughs> okay. Uh, my dream job was always to be an NHL player. Okay. Like, I think every kid in Canada <laughs> yeah. is to go to the NHL, and uh, aside from that, it was to own the Edmonton Oilers. Oh, so cool. okay. that was always my dream. Okay. And uh, it still is, but I don't tell people that okay. usually. Really interesting. Okay. Um, why so, is that? Why is that? I just love sports, and I think that... Uh, sorry, I mean, why, why do you not tell people? Why do I not tell people? Do you guys ever have big-ass goals that you, do, that you don't want to tell anyone because they seem foolish? That's kind of mine. Okay. So I do want to own the Oilers one day um but for me i don't want to say that because people just go okay yeah whatever like yeah okay man yeah, <laughs> yeah. but uh yeah uh, that's that's one of my big ass goals do you tell people your big goals well so i was gonna say and that's actually i think somewhat of a switch that i'm forcing myself to do is and i think it's mm. something that a lot of people go to as well of you know they feel that that goal whatever it might be yeah. is out of reach right totally. is that you know it's audacious to even like say it yeah. Um, I'm really trying to be okay with 
being a lot more open with people and even if I think it's a ridiculous goal yeah. of you know telling them and um, cuz like who cares yeah you know what I mean <laughs> that's, that's the big like, one. okay like, yeah um, because you know I like, and even making it hold me accountable right and so yeah. even for like this for starting a podcast I told as many people as I could force myself to do which was maybe, scary for you maybe 10 yeah really like, yeah like okay. it was crazy and you know, eight of those were in a big group, right? So it was more wow. like saying it once and then having eight people listen. Yeah. Um, but telling people so that, okay, I've put it out there and now not wanting to almost let them down. Yeah. And so I'm like, well, shit, now I have to actually go and do it. <laughs> <laughs> I remember hearing one podcast and this guy started a business because he just wanted to impress this girl he was seeing. Yeah. So you could just, yeah, I'm a business owner. And he didn't really want to, but he yeah. just like, oh, fuck it. <laughs> and uh, he did it. So having that social accountability is, yeah. is probably big. And yeah. Here we are, though. You said it. Yeah. And now we're filming it. So yeah. there's truth to it. Yeah, <laughs> for sure. And, yeah. you know, I think, like, for just for me personally, that sort of thing, though, is something that I've always struggled with, of, like, yeah. being open with people and totally. allowing that judgment to come in. And especially something like that where I go, well, what do they think of that? Like, do they see me being able to do that? And, yeah. Um, so it's it's definitely something that I've I've been I've been putting a lot of work into. Nice. No, yeah. I think that's great. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Plus, my sister always says like yep. uh, people have their own shit. So I mean, <laughs> yeah. they're focused on their thing. You do what makes you happy and yeah. uh, and be good to people. So yeah. now that was one of the biggest things that kind of you know mindset shifting totally. of once I was able to accept it yeah. of nobody actually thinks about you that much. You Which think it's crazy? Yeah, you. Oh, for but sure. They don't. Yeah, <laughs> you know, you tell somebody that you want to own the Edmonton Oilers. Yeah. And even if they react like, "Okay, buddy," like, "What are yeah, you thinking about?" Which... Um, you know, like they think about that for maybe a minute, maybe mm -hmm. ten seconds afterwards, maybe not at all. As soon as it's out of their mouth, and they just move on. You yeah. know. Um, and so trying to really force myself to think like that as well of like, okay, it's actually not that big of a deal. It seems like a huge totally. deal for for you because you're the one, you know, putting it out and offering that vulnerability up to them yeah. but uh yeah something that i've i've definitely been been trying to pound into this skull of mine so totally yeah, yeah. i love that man yeah that's great um so what, what would you say you still have the goal to own the oilers um nhl player yeah when did that goal start shifting of okay maybe that this might not be realistic yeah. or uh, moving on to something else and being like okay this is actually what I want to do and uh, whether or not that's still the same right now um, or or you know um, just what the next one was I guess yeah absolutely uh, so I love sports and I, I think uh, as soon as I found sales sales was actually a really fun vehicle for me in business okay because I found that uh, as I stopped playing sports and I got into the business world after university and playing college soccer, I found that soccer, or sorry, sales was a really good way to harness that good competitive nature. Yeah. That I didn't think that you could get professionally. Okay. But then I found sales and I started to really love it. You build relationships, you try to be better than you were each day. Yeah. Um, and I think just having that. Uh, energy and putting that, like you said, in like a good way, yeah, uh, was really great for me. And I love sales, and I sort of never look back. So cool. That's been my favorite part of business. Yeah. What, what was yeah. your What was your first experience with sales? <laughs> my very first experience with sales. Yeah. My mom will tell you I used to sell grapes door to door when I was four years old. Really? Yeah. <laughs> okay. Uh, <laughs> 
just kind of probably wanted to have money for who knows yeah. five cent candies whatever yeah. kids want at that age yeah um floss at daycare yeah, yeah. Floss at daycare. <laughs> <laughs> absolutely absolutely yeah. fall up in the big wheel yeah um yeah so i sold grapes door to door me and my friend michael michael blair shout out michael blair we wanted to get a ferret okay when we were i think seven years old so six or seven so we started a painting company okay and door-to-door sales said hey we have this painting company this is what we're looking to do um, we were a couple kids we lived down the street we have a painting business you know we'd love to paint your step for you um, we'd love to paint your house for you whoever agreed to that is, I mean <laughs> yeah. hey I respect you thank you but we probably weren't the best painters but I think how, how many people do you think agreed to that like just off the top of your head one lady paid us $250. I, really. I swear to God. She paid us $250, and I yeah. think it was because she just saw something in us that yeah. was like, hey, this is really cool. Um, these kids are awesome. We want to help them get this ferret, Yeah. Um, which we ended up getting <laughs> guinea pigs because okay. I think ferrets were like bit you or something. Yeah, a little more responsibility. Yeah, yeah. totally. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But uh, I remember we painted her steps, and after that I was like, wow, this is – this is sales, this is a lot of fun, yeah. this is what I love to do, yeah. and uh, here I am, 25, and I'm still doing it. Crazy. Yeah. Um, now, I know, because we've had conversations, is uh, fairly recently, over the last couple of years, you actually um, did a full-time door-to-door sales job as well. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> tell us a little bit about Hard that. Shit. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I would recommend that for everyone. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I think whatever you want to do in life, you need to be able to communicate. Mm. And it's something that you're always trying to get better and better at um, every day. You're not, you never master communication, but I think you need it in everything. Yeah. So doing a door-to-door sales position, yeah. it was great. Yeah. But to tell you the truth, I didn't know it was door-to-door when I started. <laughs> <laughs> okay, all right. I, I moved to Vancouver, <laughs> yeah. and I was in this big, like, bougie-ass office, and I was like, wow, this is incredible. Um, they told us to wear a suit and tie on the first day. So yeah. it was, okay, I'm getting this corporate job. Here I am, fresh yeah. out of college. I get there and, and they tell us that, okay, you guys are going to be knocking on doors. Yeah. Um, about like businesses, like what, <laughs> yeah. what do you mean? Like I just moved to the most expensive city in the world, like I'm, not, I'm doing door to door, what the hell? Yeah. Um, but I saw this guy, Corey Leaf, and he's one of my good mentors. Okay. And the way that he carried himself. Yeah. And the way that he influenced people. Yeah. It's, it's something about it, I think it's just an energy. It really drew me to it, and I thought, okay, if this guy's saying that door to door made him what he is today, yeah. And sorry, he yeah. was was he part of that company, or was he, he was okay? Yeah, right. so he was my boss at the time. He gotcha. was one of the directors. Yeah, uh, he's gone on to own Grant Cardone Canada. Okay, um, so he's done really well. Yeah, and uh, him and his team there, him and Andrew and some of the guys have been killing it. But just knowing that he was more successful than me, yeah, and that he was telling me, hey, this is something that you should really do made me think okay maybe there's something to this yeah and I did that for almost three years and it was the best experience of my life it took me all around BC all yeah. around Alberta because um, I'd say like it was hard as hell though I, I, yeah I was gonna say a yeah. lot of people hear that and probably sounds like one of the least <laughs> um, positive things that they could do in their entire life oh yeah <laughs> you know, I'm scared you know um, and uh Especially at 20, 22 or oh, yeah. whatever, right? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Friends are a party and you're knocking on doors and 
East Vancouver, no one speaks English. Like, yeah, you look on Instagram, you're like, what the hell? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I should be partying right now. Yeah, no, for sure. And yeah, um, yeah no, a crazy experience. And we've talked a little bit. I did a little bit of myself. You did door to door too. I right? did. I, I hated every second of it. <laughs> I'm not gonna lie. Uh, it was yeah. definitely like a great experience. Yeah. Um, and that was for the painting company. It was. Yeah, it was when I was running my painting company, and awesome. it really. I think the biggest thing it taught me is how to get somebody to like you in half a second because really you only have that's what you have you only have the first two seconds yeah you yeah. know and they've already made up their decision before really you've even opened up your mouth hey you're right yeah. and told them what why you're there and um, you're it's a losing battle too because you're yeah. some asshole at the door yeah exactly and they're like well, <laughs> yeah. why should i trust this they're guy? automatically pissed off because they're they're oh, coming yeah. there most of the time yeah um no really cool yeah. so where so uh we talked about right, so the journey here, yeah. um, the journey with Jared podcast, and why you know I really wanted to start it is I found myself kind of going through a what I call a quarter life crisis, you yeah. know, very recently, and um, decided which is everyone at this age does, yeah, which yeah. is huge a huge realization for me too of the more people I talked about yeah. or talked to it about or kind of like, yeah, no, I, I either have gone through that or I'm going through that right now. And it's not necessarily something that people talk about. You yeah. Know? Um, you think you're alone in it because no one talks about it, but everyone yeah. for the most part is going through it. Yeah. And yeah, so I really just wanted to talk to people and find out about their different journeys, yeah. um, you know, to maybe get some insight and, yeah. you know, get some insight for myself and get some insight for other people. And so if you had to classify it, where would you say you are on your journey right now? Still figuring it out. Yeah, still figuring it out. I'm in the middle of it, but um, I'm trying not to stress about it. Yeah. Because I think that if you're around good people and you're being good to people and you're doing good things and, you know, you're learning new skills, you're getting better, mm. I don't think you should need to worry because good things are going to happen from that. Yeah. Um, but right now I'm in the middle of it. What about yourself? Um, same for me, you know, exactly, just yeah. figuring it out. Now, I know that you recently made quite a big uh, move here and um, yeah. left your previous job. Can you tell us a little bit about, you know, why you did that? What made you decide that and kind of the direction you're heading in now? Yeah, absolutely. Um, why I left Noble? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, so I, I got a career sales position. Uh, so I'm in sales, which I absolutely love. So I'm a territory sales rep. And uh, I think a big thing for me was identifying Okay, where am I best suited in the marketplace? Yeah. If and there's a line, what do you what do you mean by that? Where am I best suited, right? So, if there's a line where I could make great money, yeah. Because I think everyone, if you can go make great money, go make great money, and you enjoy it, mm -hmm. then I think you should absolutely do it. So for me, I love sales, and I know I can make great money with sales. Yeah. But I really enjoy it. So if I can go out and do that, I think that's what I want to be doing. And eventually, you start sort of realize that like. If you're, I know it's cliche, like everyone says it, but if you're not growing, you're dying. Yeah. And I really wanted to challenge myself and go out there and say, hey, like, I need to be uncomfortable to one day have what I want. Yeah. And uh, you need a reason to, like, sort of light a fire under your ass. And I think for, sure. for me, that was a career switch. Yeah. Uh, back in the sales where I was just uh, in tech. Yeah. So I think uh, ultimately that was the best decision. Although, yeah. Well, well it's kind because, of scary. yeah, oh, for sure. Yeah. Extremely scary. Um, totally. And so I know that, you know, having some more information, because we've talked, yeah. uh, we've talked a lot about kind of entrepreneurship, right? And yeah. when, so when I first met you, you were really, um, 
really kind of wanting to head in that direction, right? Of yeah. entrepreneurship, eventually, you know, running or owning your own business. Um, has that changed at all? Where are you with that? Not at all. Still, okay. still definitely want to do that. Um, that's something that I'm, I'm looking to do in the future as well. But for right now, I'm, I'm focused on sales and then okay. sort of having a longer term focus. I get very impatient, right? So I want, yeah. I sort of want it now. Yeah. Like, I don't know if you ever feel this way. So like I want the, the million dollar business now, the billion dollar business, what, what have you. Um, but for now, in my journey, I think I need to, um, you know, make some great money, eventually buy a house, do these kind of things and okay. fund my future business and, and sales is a great way to do that. And I also love it. So cool. yeah, I think that's the, that's the journey. But really? again, the thing with a lot of this, you don't really know where you are in the journey. You know yeah. what I mean? Yeah. Because unless you look at it from like 10 years in the future, you <laughs> yeah. don't know. Yeah. So I'm just trying to, to do everything that I can to be proactive, to achieve my goals long term. Yeah. Um, which one of them is to, to own a successful business. Um, but I don't know. And I'm excited. I'm excited to see where that takes me. Really cool. <laughs> um, I don't know if it'll be a similar answer, but one thing that I've really been trying to, to figure out is... Yeah. I've never, you know, I've, I'm really bad with goals just in general. <laughs> Goal setting, um, especially little goals. Like for me, I'm a very big picture person. And so I hate the minor details. Um, yeah. Like you'll know you'll get there. You just don't know how it's going to look. Yeah. Like uh, of, I want to go here. Yeah. And the steps in between, I'll figure out as I go. Yes. Right. Absolutely. And so I'm very bad with like breaking down the, you know, goals and setting, you know, milestones or anything like that. Yeah. Um, because I'm very much of a, I want to figure it out as I go kind of person. Yeah. Um, however, I've never been able to look extremely far in the future. Okay. Right. And so it might be, um, you know, for that goal of, uh, when I was running a business, you know, hitting a million dollars. Yeah. Right. Um, and that was it. That was okay. That'll be really cool to hit. Yeah. Uh, you know, I'm not figuring anything out in the middle. Totally. Um, and I'll hit that, and then I'll figure out something else that I want to do, um, or just like, oh, I really want to go and do this, and it's I want to learn everything that I possibly can about entrepreneurship, and so yeah. I don't know what that's going to look like. I'm just going to figure it go out as it. I go. Yeah. And I'm really good at that once I can find something. Yeah. Um, however, what I realized is I don't necessarily have that north star of like for mm. my life. I want to achieve this, yeah. which is a huge question and, you know, something to figure out. Yeah, um, it scares the hell out of a lot of people. Yeah. Oh, for sure. Yeah. Right. And yeah. thinking that you picked the wrong one or thinking, the you know, like, yeah, yeah, no, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know, oh shit, if I pick this, then what does that mean? Is this what I'm supposed to do? Like, what if I actually want to do this? I'm yeah. not sure how much I want to do it, but, um, so really trying to find what my North star goal is like yeah. for my life. Right. And I think right now it has to be really sort of grand right and it yeah. can't be for me at least totally. it, it can't be specific because i don't know the specific yeah and so that's asking, where i get caught up too yeah and so yeah. asking that question of you know do you have kind of a life goal or a goal in mind or something that you're working towards yeah um it's just seeing if you do or not yeah right and i, I don't think a lot of people do and so yeah. again even just hearing that that it's like oh man <laughs> 
other people don't have it figured yeah. out either. Yeah. <laughs> it could You're be like, helpful, I'm not the know? only one. Yeah, yeah exactly. Totally. And so um, totally. that's that's all I meant by that question is, yeah. you know, if you had something great and if not, like, you're not the only one kind of still trying to figure it out. Yeah. <laughs> still, still trying to figure cool. it out. You know, I definitely want cool. to be a business owner one day. For sure. Um, I heard Tim Ferriss say something, uh, or Ed Milet say something very cool. Yeah. And he said, um, when he dies, uh, whether, whatever you believe in, say it's heaven. Yeah. When you die and go to heaven or wherever you go and you meet the person that you could have been, the highest level version of you. Yeah. He, at the end of his life, wants to be as close to that person as possible when he meets them. Really cool. So he doesn't want to meet this person in heaven or wherever and realize that, wow, he didn't do shit with his life and he's not <laughs> yeah. close to this person at all. This person's way better than yeah. him. Um, but he also strives for that every day so that when he goes wherever after his life is over, yeah. um, he's as close to that person as possible. I thought that was, that was really cool. So Yeah. yeah. Um, phrasing it in a little bit of a different way then too mm -hmm. of... Have you thought at all about what type of legacy you would like to leave? Yeah. And it can be as simple as like what are the traits that you want to be known for when you're gone to the you know the closest people around you, or is yeah. it a grand legacy of you know I want to affect uh, you know as many people as as humanly possible? Have you ever thought about that yeah. at all? Yeah, definitely. These are the things that keep me up at night. As well. <laughs> okay. Um, but uh, my grandpa Jack was. Yeah incredible guy okay he um, was someone that I really looked up to and that was for a lot of it it's just like the fun in our family like our, okay. our family was so fun like as we would go over to see Grandpa Jack and we would have an absolute blast yeah and he passed away um, uh, when I was seven sorry to hear that yeah yeah no of course it I understand it happens um, part of life but the fact that I remember him so well yeah. and that he made such a big impact on my life yeah. that I still remember him and I talk about him all the time and I, and I really remember the way he made me feel and yeah. the energy that he brought to our family and the stories that we would have and the stupid sayings and yeah. just every little thing. I want, I want to leave that sort of impact for my family and for the world. and. When you went to his funeral, it was absolutely packed, and there was yeah. stories of people telling, "Oh my gosh, Jack had this time," or <laughs> yeah. blah, blah blah, or just just the craziest stories. And I think to have that impact on people would be something that I strive for every day. Really cool. Yeah. So I want to go a little bit of a different direction now. Yeah. Um, cool. Have you ever had an experience of feeling stuck in your life, you know, um, or lost something along those lines? Does one does one pop to pop one into pop your out. head? Yeah, yeah, definitely. Um, for sure, I think there's a couple I can give you, but I I remember in high school, it kind of caught me off guard because, and if every like every young person listening to this, <laughs> the fact that they were like, hey, like you're like 16, or you're like 17, 18, <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah, like, you need to know, like, what you need, we want to do for the rest of your life. Um, so, yeah, just, if you could just, like, figure it out next week, that would be cool. Um, <laughs> yeah. Also, you need to figure it out. Yeah. Um, and then, yeah, you're going to have to go to university, like, tomorrow. And yeah, I think the pressure on. that's put on, like, 
you know, especially, yeah, 16, oh. 17, 18 You're year like, olds. You're like, what the fuck? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Are you kidding me? I'm yeah. this out? Better start planning. Like, you got retirement yeah. coming up pretty soon. Like, I'm <laughs> yeah. still going to the NHL, right? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, yeah, that's a lot of pressure. And for I think sure. I felt lost at that time. Yeah. Well, and one of the best things I did for that was yeah. just take a gap year. Really? I okay. moved to Banff when I was uh, just graduated high school. Yeah. Uh, and originally I went to college yeah. just because my parents were like, Hey, yeah. Like you got to go to college. Yeah. And I was like, okay. Yeah. So I went and I fucking hated it. Yeah. <laughs> I went and I think me and my friend Eric, we played like FIFA instead of going to class or like yeah. play NHL. How long were you there for? This Probably first a time. month a before month, okay. the self-awareness kicked in. And yeah. I was like, no, yeah, no, I'm taking a gap year. So yeah. took a gap year, golfed a ton, yeah. met a ton of people in Banff, um, tried everything. Yeah. Like just tried to see what I like and yeah had that life experience and then yeah. eventually I came back to university and and sort of came to it on my terms opposed to just hey society says you have to do this yeah 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 did you go to university right after I did um really it, it's so funny how on your terms or yeah <laughs> and why, nice. why I pause there is it's it's so funny how I've lived a lot of my life yeah of a lot of times just stumbling into it, <laughs> you know? And yeah. like, when I say I really don't like the details, like I really stay away from them. Yeah. And so coming out of high school, I same sort of thing where I had no idea what I wanted to do, right? Yeah. Like, like no clue. So I'm like, okay, what I'm gonna do is I'm gonna apply for a whole bunch of different programs, completely different, and then see which one I get accepted to. <laughs> really? And then that'll help me make my decision. Wow. Right? And it didn't Balls work me. out because I got accepted to all, all pretty much all of them. Yeah. One, one I didn't get accepted to. <laughs> and I'm still one? sour about Which it. One? Uh, it was a medical lab tech at SAIT. Okay. Um, that's what your parents do, right? That it, yes, that's exactly what they do. They're yeah. lab aides. And so um, they really wanted me to do it. And yeah. I told them I didn't know what to do. So they said, oh, just do this and it'll, it'll be a job and you figure out what you want to do yeah. um, after that. And so I applied, didn't get accepted. We're still sour about it to this day. Yeah, which, which school? <laughs> uh, SAIT. SAIT here in Calgary. SAIT, and so come on. I know. I know, just ridiculous. <laughs> but I got accepted to uh, four other programs uh, from the U of C and Mount Royal. Nice. Right. And all of them, like, sort of kind of wanted to do, but didn't really really wasn't strongly um, on any of them. And so one day it's literally just like, okay, well, I've always sort of wanted to be a doctor and so I'll do science. Okay. Right? And that was, that was it. Like, it was just like, I okay. watched Grey's Anatomy yeah. once. That was kind of cool. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. And so no idea what I was doing. Just like, okay, I'm going to go to Mount Royal for do a science degree. Yeah. Um, Good for you though to at least pick something. Yeah. I mean, pick some things if it doesn't work hey yeah i mean uh sometimes you gotta just choose yeah, just try again right yeah and i think that's that's the part that's not talked about enough mm -hmm. is that if you find out that you made the wrong decision mm. it's not the end of the world right no. and like you took a gap year right yeah um other people could go to university for a year and then switched into a different program right you know like yeah. there's so many different ways to like do it like our friend emma like she was in education yeah. and then she's like hey actually i love business i'm yeah. gonna go into business yeah and you know cool. even if you take five years off or 10 years off right like you're yeah. still young right and you're young as fuck yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. how old are you yeah 99 you're young as fuck yeah exactly and it's just like okay go do something else right yeah um so yeah, I did that. And that's for not saying years. sorry to cut you off. That's no. not to say that you're not going to try in these things. Yeah, you're going to fucking work your ass off. Yeah, right. But at the end of the day, if, if you have that self awareness and realize that that's not for you, yeah. and that's not what's going to excite you every day. Yeah, you got to make a change. And that was like I loved every second of it up yeah. to like for my first.
three years. It was great. It's interesting, right? Yeah, I mean, it was just, yeah. I, I was nerding out on science. Like, still had no idea what I was going to do with my life afterwards, but just like, okay, cool. Like, yeah. I, I like learning this stuff. Yeah. And so, yeah, you know, it was, it was uh, really, it's really interesting times with things like that where you have to make that decision and yeah. feeling so much pressure on it. And the one thing Gary Vee brings up all the time, too, is I we're big Gary Vee fans. Very by the big, way. yeah. yeah we <laughs> drop a lot of his stuff. Yeah. Is it's not a binary decision. Yeah. It's not okay. Like you know, I go, I picked this program, and that was the black and white to the other program. Yeah. You know, and um, reflecting on it a lot, it was I picked that program. Yes, but mm -hmm. it wouldn't have been I was only in a different program. There's mm -hmm. so many people that I met and I'm friends with, and still to this day friends with that I would have never encountered. Yeah. If I never would have went there, right? Um, That's what I loved about university was yeah. just the people that you meet. Oh yeah, right. Because you meet like so many different people, and not just people from your high school. You like you meet everyone, right? Yeah. People from different countries. It's so cool. Yeah. yeah. And so when you're faced with hard decisions, you know, like that, yeah. um, and back then, and even to now, do you like how do you find that you make them? Do you have a process at all? Do you just kind of go go with your gut? Like, yeah. how, how have you dealt with those? Yeah. So. I, Definitely a bit of both. Um, sometimes I just go with my gut, and I think, hey, if this is the right decision, I just, you just sort of feel it, yeah. and you know, okay, I gotta, I gotta quit my job, or I gotta do this. Yeah. But sometimes it's like, are you in a position to be able to do that? Yeah. So, um, for a lot of the time that I make decisions, is I just try to get out of my head, mm. and I just talk to people. Like I have conversations like this, people yeah. that I trust. Um, Try to see the other point of view. Yeah, I'm reading uh, Principles by Ray Dalio right now. Yeah, because like, he recommended it. Yeah, and he just talks about like speaking with experts that have conflicting point of views of you, and just trying to understand where they're coming from. Yeah. Um, ultimately, you know, I <laughs> making decisions for me a lot of the time is just not getting so much in my head, like going for a hike, playing yeah. sports. Um, doing these kind of things and then coming back to just it. Just actually going out and doing it. Yeah. yeah. Or just try it and just, hey, I'm going to like commit to this thing. Yeah. Yeah. But what about you? Um, it's, it's so funny where I was having this conversation with somebody the other day of, <laughs> I almost find the biggest decisions in my life yeah. are the easiest ones. The easiest, yeah. <laughs> it's, it's just, it's so weird where, you know, I will, yeah. <laughs> I have a really bad habit of, yeah. uh, second guessing myself or reanalyzing the the decision that I made and you know everything that I do right like did I say the right thing did I you know yeah. maybe I should have made that other decision you know if it's with with a friend or with an employee or just somebody that I just met and analyzing all that yeah and then something comes up like um you know you're really unhappy right now and you need to make a cha change yeah like okay yeah I need to make a change yeah because <laughs> it's so imminent that yeah. you know and yeah. You know, as I kind of went through that and my thought process and being like, why is it easier for me to make these really big decisions yeah. than the smaller decisions? What do you think? I think that it's almost that my brain automatically blocks out other people's opinions when it's those huge oh. when it's those huge decisions. It yeah. almost says, you know, you you you're not you can't take the other people's decisions into account. Yeah. It's too big of a decision. Totally. So you need to block those out completely. And then it's really clear. Yeah. Right? And now... And only you have that context for you and your situation. Exactly. Right? Yeah. Like only you truly understand that. Yeah. And it's, you know, it's, it's funny how clear that becomes as soon as you make it. Yeah. Now, 
acting on it is completely different, <laughs> you know, making the decision than actually following through yeah. two different animals. But, um, yeah, you know, my brain and, and really it is like that gut feeling. Totally. It's that I need to do this. Hmm. Right. And so something that I've been working on recently is, you know, really trying to block out other people's opinions just in general and not sec do that second guess. Right. Totally. And go, well, maybe if I can have that filter down into those smaller decisions, you know, it'll, it'll help me out a ton. And so yeah. that's kind of that next phase of me, me working into it. So give me, I love that. I think that's a huge talent that so many people will just analyze, analyze, analyze. Right. <laughs> yeah. So give me an example of that recently. Um, well, yeah, so that was, that, that was recently <coughs> where, um, so was, was a part owner in a business, okay. right? Um, and was also working as an employee okay. um, for the same business as you, right? Yeah. In, in the tech sector. And really started, where it really started was I started doing a lot of kind of introspection and work on myself and hmm. really figuring out, you know, that for one, I just wasn't happy with myself a lot of it yeah. and going into that and figuring it out and then finding my own voice hmm. um, and finding that I had always really been in leadership positions, but I never had the confidence to really believe in myself to make those decisions yeah. um, and that those decisions were the right ones yeah. and really starting to feel that and feel that urge to, um, to want to be that decision maker, to want to be that last line of defense and not nice. have that safety net. And that's where it was, I think I need to go and do something on my own. Wow. And how many people too would have just, uh, I mean, it's the hard decision that you made, but how many people would just stay in the same situation and just go, well, this is what it and is. And that's, that was really a big turning point for me was one day I was sitting there and because like it was in the office or? in the office. Yeah. I was yeah. sitting there in the office and because there was this huge conflict going on in my brain, okay. um, there was almost no space for anything else. And so yeah. I knew that my performance was suffering immensely. Okay. I knew that I felt stuck and I knew that I was wasting a lot of my days, yeah. like just feeling like I wasn't putting out enough. I wasn't, you know, being just going through the motions. Yeah. Really just going through <clears throat> yeah. the motions. And one day it kind of just clicked and I went, I can see how people lose a year, five years yeah. of just, you know, one day, you know, they, fall into that habit and then one day they wake up and they're like what have I been doing yeah totally. and so I went and I told myself I can't allow my, myself to do that yeah and so that's where I knew that I needed to make that um, that decision and actually act on it you kind of caught yourself because your values weren't aligned with what you were doing yeah yeah, yeah. and I'm I'm a very extreme person just okay. in everything that I do and I'm either all in or all out and yeah. I felt that I'd gone to that all-out spot and I physically can't force myself to go halfway yeah. And it's so funny, even like for me in sports or being competitive, um, I'm very much like that. I'm like, either we're having fun and it doesn't matter and it doesn't count, or, or this is the freaking NBA like, final. I'm going to rip your face off. Yeah. Like, <laughs> I don't care what it takes. Yeah. yeah. And so I, but I can't go in between. And yeah, so yeah. I, I don't necessarily know if it's a strength or weakness yet. I think it served me very well. But mm -hmm. now that I really know that, I can understand that about myself and yeah. make sure that it's a positive. Wow. Um, Good for you. Yeah, thank you. So I have kind of an interesting question, so take a second. Yeah. Um, I'm going to say a statement to you. Okay. And I'd be really curious to see kind of what pops into your mind. Okay. So if you're looking at yourself. Baby Yoda. <laughs> <laughs> that's just always yeah. there. Yeah. It's not popping in. That's yeah. just always, yeah. Um, so. If you were to ask yourself, 
what is holding me back from my full potential? What is holding Steve back from his full potential? Hmm. What is that? Good question. Hmm. What is holding me back from my potential? That's a great question. Yeah. And I think as you ask me this question, a lot of times that you realize nothing. Okay. You know what I mean? So you feel like you, so there's, there's nothing in your way. But Which would be awesome. Is. Which would be awesome. Yeah, you yeah. think, well, there's nothing really, right? Okay. But sometimes there is. Um, but there's nothing that pops to mind. Nothing that pops to mind for me is, oh, this is a great huh? question. I think just the story and the timeline I have in my head okay. is one thing that... What do you mean? Whether it's you're, you're never fully prepared. Okay. Sometimes it's, you know, maybe I'll go back for one more degree to be a little bit better at this, and then I'll get my MBA, and then I'll be ready. Yeah. So is it, it's not necessarily, would you say, do you agree with this, that it's, it's not necessarily the story that you're playing of how... Of, you know, being on that path, it's like, how do I, it's actually starting that path of what yeah. do I need to get ready to actually get onto that next path? Is that, yeah. is that what you mean? Absolutely. Really cool. Yeah. I guess sometimes you just got to start, right? Yeah. Is your, uh, one day if you want to be this, then just do that. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. What stops me sometimes is just, I need to be a little bit more prepared and then I'll do this. Okay. A little bit more prepared and then I'll do this. But as I'm starting to go about it, I'm realizing that you're probably never fully prepared. Yeah. Whether you're starting a podcast, whether you're going into nursing school or starting a business or whatever you're doing, I could be wrong, but I feel like a lot of these people never have all the answers. Yeah. They're just taking action and just figuring it out. For myself, I need to do more of that Yeah. and uh, sort of just get out of my head because sometimes I'm just thinking... I need to just be a little bit more prepared. If I take yeah. my MBA, then I'll do this or what yeah. have you. Um, but I guess as we talk about it, there's no reason for me to stop myself or get in my way. Yeah. So I, going in another direction, I have what I think might be an interesting answer from you. Because yeah. uh, so the first day that I ever met you, like from the very instant, I realize that you're probably one of the most positive people I've ever met in my entire life. <laughs> like in, in an amazing way. Um, and almost never seeing you down, yeah. right? And so I'm going to ask you this question. If the answer is, is nothing, like that's completely fine cool. too. But what do you think, like, do you feel that you are truly happy? Um, like 100% there? And if not, what do you think is holding you back from getting there? Yeah, good question. No, I'm not 100% happy. Yeah. Um, every day I'm trying to be happier. Yeah. I think that's a great thing to do. Um, so what was the question? Um, just like, is there anything, yeah, like if, is there anything standing in your way of being truly happy? Yeah. Hmm. Anything standing in my way of being truly happy? No. <laughs> no, that's cool. Yeah. And so where do you There's think... There's a bunch of reasons too, but... Yeah, like, like I said, like yeah. it, I've always found you as an extremely positive person. Thank you. Where do you think that came from? Have you always been yeah. that way? Has it... Definitely my mom. 
Yeah, okay. Yeah. How's I that? think your environment is, uh, is something that really dictates your happiness. Yeah. Um, growing up, my mom, she still is to this day, she's so positive yeah. and she always has such a good outlook. And even my grandma and my mom would always have this sort of mentality of like, I'm going to look for the best in everyone. And maybe if somebody's not the best person or maybe they're kind of a dick or asshole, yeah. let them prove me wrong. But I'm going to look for the best in somebody or look for the best in Dave. Um, and then my buddy Josh Livingston always says, like, as soon as he wakes up, he's like, oh, today's going to be a great day. And I think telling yourself that is something that I'm just like, fuck yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Really yeah. cool. I'd rather uh, be happy than the alternative. Cool. <laughs> awesome. And a miserable dick. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, another kind of really interesting question, a little bit out there of, yeah. and whatever, <laughs> there's no right answer. Yeah. Um, and whatever kind of pops to your mind is, when I ask you to explain your relationship with yourself okay. to me, what kind of comes into your mind when I say that? Hmm. Competitive. Okay. Yeah. How so? Um, I want to be, every day I want to be getting better and better. So my relationship with myself is I'm happy where I've come, but since I'm competitive, I'm always trying to get somewhere next. You know, I accomplish a goal, I want to accomplish another goal. I don't want to just sit back and just, you know, just be stagnant, yeah. you know, make like 40K and have an average house and just kind of be average. Like my relationship with myself, I'm always trying to get better. And I think whatever I do in life, if I'm always growing and trying to get better, my relationship with myself is going to be overall good. Yeah. Um, but what about yourself? Is that something that you're working on? Is that oh, something? For, yeah. yeah. So that's, we all are. Yeah. That's yeah. been, um, so I'd say about, Probably about a year ago now, I realized that I had an extremely negative and toxic relationship with myself. Okay. And so that's where a lot of that work has kind of come in of really trying to repair that Me and, too. and and find, you know, like really, really repair that relationship and turn it from, like I said, an extremely negative and toxic one into a positive one, even to yeah. a even to a neutral one would be yeah. huge for me, right? And so totally. um, really trying to work on that is is kind of my I believe my next big phase because I think mm. that that's really what's holding me back. Yeah. Is it like your self-talk or is it? It's uh, everything. It's self-talk. It's self-image. It's yeah. It's a lot, and I I, I think the re the biggest thing that I realized was I actually had no confidence in myself, mm. and I could put on the I could put on the um, facade. Yeah. Right. Of I I figured out how to fake being conf confident. You know, like fake yeah. until you make it. But totally you know, a lot of times people would would see through that and so finding mm. different strategies to kind of disarm them as well so yeah for, for me that's that's the next big phase in myself is just really really working on that relationship it's cool that you're working on that and realizing that because for, for if if you're in your head and you're saying something as your own self-talk if you were to say that to another person you'd be like yeah. what the fuck this yeah. guy's a dick <laughs> yeah okay fuck this yeah. guy yeah but sometimes maybe realizing like okay what is your relationship with yourself I haven't thought a ton about this, yeah. but I, I like where you're headed with that and that yeah. discovery because yeah, it could always be better, right? Yep. Yeah. So something that I've noticed a little bit is um, a lot of the, through the kind of the conversations and the different questions, you have come back to money a lot. 
Have I? Yeah. And really? so, um, and I don't know if that's from cool. our, a combination of our other conversations as well. Yeah. Um, but when you think about it, because um, where, where do you think your relationship is with money? Hmm. Um, you know, is it a, do you think that it's, and, and really even cool. if you've thought about it, right? Yeah. You know, really, um, yeah. and if you have, you know, is it uh, a safety thing? Is it a worth thing? Is it um, just something cool or something that you need to unpack, right? Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Um, probably like a bit of... Oh, that's a good question. My relationship with money is I want to solve the money situation mm-hmm. and work on it so I don't have to ever stress about it. Yeah. Um, growing up, my parents did pretty well. My yeah. dad was a director in a construction company. My mom stayed at home. So for me, I just want to be able to give my family those experiences that my family gave me. Yeah. Uh, but I see so many couples and people just constantly worry and worry about money. Yeah. So I don't want that to be me. And I don't want to be with my future wife and be like, oh, what the hell? You bought yogurt. It was $4. <laughs> it was $3 at yeah. the Superstore. What are you going there for? Yeah. Um, but my relationship with money, um, I think, is one that I'm trying to focus on more now. Yeah. Because I don't think that just because I'm a millennial, it means I should be broke. Yeah. <laughs> you know? No, for sure. So, yeah. Cool. Really cool. Yeah. And... Uh, so last question of, what do you think the next phase in your life looks like? The next phase in my life? Yeah. I don't know the small details, Yeah. but I want it to be with good people like yourself. Cool. Like, I want to be able to really impact people and have a great time. Yeah. And uh, just... If I can be around good people, whatever I do, I, it doesn't matter. Yeah. And if I can have a positive impact on people and have fun with them, yeah. uh, that's what I want to do. So I don't know all the small details, but like I think we'll figure it out. Yeah. I hope so. Um, but yeah, I, I definitely just want it to be with good people. Really cool. What are you thinking? I don't know. I think because that's, that's a tough question. Yeah, I think I yeah. think that next phase really for me is just that. Um, that self-growth. I think that's yeah. my next phase is just focusing kind of on me. And I think that okay. will really unlock a lot of my potential and a lot of the things that have been holding me back. So That's great. Do you think that by you doing that, you can better serve people? So if you're I a better so. version of yourself, yeah. you can be better for other people? Oh, definitely. And I think that's a huge gravy thing that I've gone back to. It's yeah. um, being selfish to be selfless. You know, of being, being selfish to be selfless. Yes. And explain, so explain that. being selfish of working on myself to better myself. Yeah. Um, knowing that a better version of myself will be able to help other people a lot better. Okay. Right. Yeah. And so that's the selfless part. Um, and what does that growth like look like? Like what are you doing to be sort of like a better person? Yeah. Yeah. Cause I think yeah. a lot of other, but like everyone listening to this podcast obviously wants, wants that. Yeah. I think for me, it's been a really long journey. Um, I think it was, going into environments where people could would look at me and give me um, feedback that I okay. um, that was kind of neutral hmm. right like an outside um, an outside perspective on me right like an objective look yeah an objective that was what yeah. I was looking for and so uh, that started with me actually I started seeing a therapist like okay uh, coming up on like two or three years ago actually nice uh, and something that I held a whole bunch of shame around for a really long time and I've just recently started telling people yeah um, that was a huge one I if it makes you a better person like yeah 
why would that be a bad thing? <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, and it's, it's crazy, like, for, you know, treating others diff way differently than I treat myself, of whenever yeah. anyone would tell me that even before I started seeing one, hmm. it was like, oh, that's great, like, that's awesome, that's so good for you, right? Yeah. But this, the moment that it's about me, and it's telling other people, I'm like, no, like, you shouldn't need that. You, you know, you should be fine. Like, <laughs> yeah. um, so that was a really interesting kind of mindset shift on that. Yeah. Um, the other big one for me right now is uh, a few months back, I started going to a group called the Kings of Hearts. Tell me about that. Um, and it's discussions on modern man masculinity. Modern and, masculinity. Yeah. And really, oh. it, was, it was just kind of a group setting. I went to the first one all by myself, just randomly showed up. I was just like... Where did you find this? Where were like... Uh, so, um, a mutual friend, Vlad, oh. had profiled, oh, nice. yeah, had profiled, uh, one of the founders, Andy. Oh, Andy. Okay. On his, on his Instagram. And yeah. so I clicked into it and then I saw like founder of King of Hearts and I went into that or co-founder and, uh, started reading about it and realizing that it was something that seemed super interesting to me and yeah. really wanted to kind of scratch that itch. And so huh. I went to that one. That was really the first time that I'd ever opened up to a whole bunch of people that I like had never knew like i mean i had known them for maybe an hour at this point and, you know? sorry, give them some context so it's on modern masculinity yeah but you're going in there and you're sharing so these experiences with people so for, for them it was it was basically um it was basically they started with a clip about uh some men having a discussion about around modern masculinity okay right and then they would prompt with a question yeah. of uh you know basically what did you think about this and then it was just an open discussion with everybody who was there. Mm. And it was, this person would say this, and then it would transform because somebody would have a comment on that and bring their own you know, um, story or side to it. Mm. And it just kind of evolved into this really interesting conversation. And it was completely different from where we had started. Um, but you know, I, I felt and I was able to share you know, some personal experiences. And I don't even really remember what they are now, but some personal experiences that were very tough for me to share. Um, to these guys you to, just met? Well, yeah, a bunch of, like yeah. a room full of strangers. Wow, good for you. Right? And so, uh, and then that feeling was, was crazy. It was almost like addictive. It yeah. was like that release because I'd never had like that just release and I'd always really been bad for pushing my emotions down, right? So and you're, and being a guy too, you're just like, oh, just, yeah, you're fine. Just, yeah, exactly. <laughs> and, um, and so I started with them, went to a couple of their meetups, and then very recently um, with Andy again and a couple of the other co-founders. Uh, yeah, really, really amazing guys. And yeah. uh, joined a men's group called Samurai Brotherhood with them. And so it's wow. a men's group. We meet for three hours um, every, every week. Um, okay. And that's really where we kind of dive into a lot of just really crazy things. And nice. uh, I'm actually I'm pro I'm planning to have a lot of them on uh, on, the on, the, on the podcast too and going into some sort of that stuff but yeah and really just opening up to what started out as strangers and now yeah. it's crazy how close we've become in such a short um, amount of time I was so, just gonna say yeah like just from sh opening up with people yeah that relationship that you have is probably way better isn't it yeah yeah, yeah. no it's it's crazy the steps that I've made in the last short amount of time hmm. so yeah um but that's all I have for you. Is there anything that you um, would like to say that we didn't get get to or anything, um, talk about what you're doing now? Yeah, for sure. So um, definitely one thing that I want to say is in the whole sort of theme of this podcast, uh, the journey with Jared, 
we need to have more of these discussions because for a lot of millennials, they feel like they're sort of the only ones and they're sort of stuck in a situation or maybe they're unique and, uh, and they are, but more people are going through this than you think. And I think that if we can have these spaces where we're talking about maybe working together to figure it all out and to be better people, if we are better people, then we can serve other people and, and be better and have a better society. Um, so I, if you're feeling like, holy shit, like what do I do? I don't know what I want to do with my life. Like you're not alone, but I would just say try as much shit as possible and uh, subscribe to the podcast. <laughs> awesome. I appreciate yeah. that. Awesome. Thanks so much for doing this. Hey, thanks, Jared. Hi, everyone. Thanks so much for listening. It really would mean the world to me if you liked and subscribed to the podcast, as well as leaving a review to let us know what you thought. Thanks again, and we'll see you next time.